Did you hear that? What? What? That that noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. It's it's the, the horror, horror comedy, comedy podcast. Podcast. Yeah, Jake, how are you? I feel good. You feel good? I feel good, man. That's good. I'm high as balls. Took some edibles. Smoked some weed, drank a couple Celsius, and uh, yeah, we're lit. It's uh-huh. Saturday night in our brand new home. Our first Saturday in our new home. That's first amazing. First Saturday in our new home. First recording session in our new home. Yes, that's true. So please tell us if you like it better or not. Yeah. We're not going to listen to you anyways. No, if they say they don't like it, we got to move back. I'll fight we have, them. We have no choice but to pack out all up. It's and true. We'd go back to Pueblo. Gotta drive the couple hours back. Any, any peeps in the Denver area, uh, shoot us an email. Denver area sounds like some kind of like zoo. Denver area zoo. Where they put people that live in Denver Named and you go. Harry. Denver area. Like a. Denver Harry Zoo. Yeah. Yeah, it's all just Harry's. One guy. <laughs> well, there's a lot more people than one guy named Harry. There might be. It's the Horror Comedy Podcast with Haley and Jake, where we get high, and I tell Jake a scary story. The thing is, obviously, I know what I'm going to tell Jake, but Jake does not know what Jake is going to hear. I know what I'm going to hear. It's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. I don't like it. Yeah, Jake's going to, you're going to make jokes, you're going to... I'm going to lighten the mood, honestly. You're going to do your best, yeah, to lighten the mood and, and keep it fun and ask questions and kind of be like the... Keep it fun, keep it awkward. Mm-hmm. And kind of be the Cringy. comedic relief slash the audience, what's yeah. the word? Ambassador. I will be the consigliere. Consigliere. I don't know what that means. Mm. I think it's like concierge. Oh, that's but good. But I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. Concy Scourge. Concy Scourge. More Who like. Who are you? Who Quit am being I? the funny one. I, I could never. God. Okay, we're doing great. Yes. Smoking. Hi. We're smoking some pot. I don't even really know anymore. It's great, though. Uh, we smoked something. It wasn't. It was legal. It was legal, whatever we Marijuana. Smoked. Yeah. To be clear. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I'm feeling great. I'm feeling really great. I feel super good right oh, good. now. And the edible is starting to take hold. Amazing. So you're... So you're about to get some really good content here. About to get some really good content. You're super high. You're super. Might shotgun a fucking Celsius, boys. Maybe you should. Are would you would you say, Jake, that um, I guess I've never asked you this question. When you're high, is it easier or harder? Like, how do you feel in terms of like when you're high and you're sober versus? Uh-huh. No, sorry, that's not what I meant. When you get scared and you're high, versus uh-huh. like, is it? Harder for you to get scared or easier? Um, I think getting scared is kind of a buzzkill. Okay. Because then it just instantly sobers me up, and then I have to react. 
Okay. Well, I think it definitely gets f- funnier. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, it's still scary as fuck. I don't know. I've never been really scared when I'm high as balls. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we, I mean, we've gotten high and gone to fucking scary houses, but you know, it's going to be goofy, scary stuff. So you're all like, ha ha ha. Yes, yeah, I fun. think huh? that's kind of how I feel when I get high and do scary stuff at home too. Yeah, I'm like, okay, like I'm definitely I can control the yeah. Scare. I think I'm easier to scare in a way, but I'm also not as like upset viscerally by think, the scare. I don't know. I think you probably get scared pretty easily. We just watched Willie's Wonderland, horrible movie. I can't finish, finish it because it? it's not that good. Uh, I'm like really tried. honestly not that interested. But yeah, I mean, I do want to know what Nicolas Cage sounds like nowadays. I'm totally gonna watch it. Like I'm gonna finish it. But we just started watching. It takes a couple days. To get yeah, through. it's not even that long. Is if this... anybody's worked at fucking Chuck E. Cheese, it's gonna bring back memories. Okay, yes. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's Willy's Wonderland, and it's a new movie, and it's Bad. Nick Cage. He gets in some his prime. <laughs> He gets hoodwinked into staying at this, basically this Chuck E. Cheese, and the animatronics are bad. Possessed. They're bad to the bone. And I think it's just scary for me because my first job was at a Chuck E. Cheese, and I was like, I worked, well, you can only work till 11 if you're a minor, so they close at 9. After 11... They, cl- they serve alcohol. Ah! Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. No, that's not Chuck true. Chuck E. Cheese in Philadelphia is lit. I didn't think they served alcohol. Oh. That my Chuck E. Cheese didn't serve alcohol. No, I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't know if any of them do, but... Um, they do. Give us the digits for that Yeah, Chuck I'll cheese. be there in five. It's one in Florida. But, um, no, so, like, after, like, 9.30 or 10, they close, though, and there's still an hour because there's stuff to do. And these animatronics just, like, bleh on stage and and it's so creepy because their eyes don't shut all the way and i feel like it would be less creepy if their eyes did shut all the way and sometimes they would have a little bit of juice left and they would move a little bit like their eyes would move to the left or their head would turn when you're dying or their arm would lift spasm exactly i don't know that's what i would tell myself anyway because the alternative was willie's wonderland so that's why that movie creeps me out maybe that's why i can't finish watching it but it is really bad i i like it it's i like it it's just campy that's all so i'm not as like friday the 13th yeah exactly exactly but anyway jake charles wesley kennard was born december 24th 1857 in newcastle delaware that's a long time ago Wait, there's no property taxes in Delaware, right? No property. No, wait, no. I don't know about that. Income no sales. No sales tax. Oh, there's more than one. Mm-hmm. Fuck. We I know they really check get my you. Taxes. It's a scam. <laughs> it's a big scam. If anybody out there's an auditor, my taxes are fine. Sales tax is just what you pay at the register. Mm. So, like, if something. So, if they don't pay sales tax, they can just charge more. They Who? don't. Really. So well, they didn't. Hella cheap. So, and the thing is that like stores, stores know this too. So there's all these outlet stores. So Ooh. it's like already discounted stuff, and if the price tag says twenty five, it's twenty five out the door. So it's really nice. I love that. Fuck change. Me too. And fuck trying to math that in my head because I can't. Yeah. And I hate it at the grocery store it's too. Quick math. I try to figure it out at the grocery store, and I get mad because some stuff isn't. Like, doesn't have sales tax? Mm-hmm. That makes me mad as fuck. But well, anyway. Only certain things have sales taxes? Boo-boo. Tea? 
can't have sales tax in America because of the Boston Tea Party of thing. The tea Party. Hell yeah, brother. Isn't that crazy? Throw it in there. The it's fish insane. were fucking. If they start charging tax. Yes, fish. If they start charging tax, you know what we have to do, boys. On tea? Yeah. We gotta go get them. Then we gotta go start throwing shit. We gotta in go the to the ship. Throwing, throwing the tea in the ocean. There's no other option. We sneak aboard at midnight. Throw it. Charles Wesley Kennard was born December 24th, 1857, bringing big Capricorn energy into the world. My best friend's a Capricorn. Amazing. Mary A., who didn't have a last name listed because of sexism, and her husband, John S. Kennard, had one child before they had Charles. Charles, they loved him so much specifically that they sent him away to live at a boarding school six miles away. So they hated him. I would assume. Okay. <laughs> they have cars. It's a long way. That could have been on the fucking moon. Oh, well, and it's also, like, not far enough to be, like, unable to visit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely. It's a day trip, you know. Mm-hmm. Sharon, get the way. Or what was her name? So, anyway, uh, in 1880, Chuck moved himself down to Massey, Maryland, where some of his fa- other family members lived. Assholes. I would assume these family is cooler than his other family, because why else would he move to go live with them, right? The family that didn't send Ask him away. The family Chantel. The family Chantel. The family Kennard. The family Kennard. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what we started watching. So, Chuck moved. Charles, I should stop calling him Chuck. I guess that'll get confusing. I literally wrote his name as Chuck for the whole rest of the paper. Okay, Charles. Chuck is Charles. Chuck, Chuck. is Charles. If I say Chuck, Chuck, it's because we're buddies, and I know him on a first name What's basis. What's up, Chuck? Chuck. So he moved down to Massey, Maryland, where some of his other family lived. He also joined the Masonic Temple. Oh, so there's that. The worst. Like Freemasons? Yeah, the demon worshippers. I guess so. Chuck had plans to strike it big and make big fat bucks. So I love big fat bucks. Me too. Imagine your Chuck's uncle. Smackaroos. That's yeah. right. He was going to make stackaroos. Stackaroos. Stop! Here's not the... I'm the funny one. Well, get ready for it tonight because I wrote a lot of jokes You're into so my script. Good. Imagine that you are Jake. I'm me. But you're in the 1880s. What the? Okay, and hypothetically, like your nephew or something, who's an adult now. He David. He grew up his whole life. Well, his name's Charles in this scenario. Charles. But he grew his whole life up in like a boarding school. So, you know, maybe you're feeling like you need some love or something. I don't know. But anyway. How's university? How's university, Charles? So imagine Charles comes to live near y'all, right? I see you're looking a little pale, Charles. Not enough sun. Yeah. So Charles comes to live near y'all. You're you're ready to give him all this support, all this love. Charles comes to you one day. Chucky. Okay. I'm going to be Chuck. All right. You be Unk. I am been a special restaurant just for you. It's about cheese. What? Chucky's cheese. Chucky's cheese. Yeah. It's come full <laughs> it's circle. circle. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So I'm I'm Chuck in this situation. Hey, so I, I know, Uncle, that you've had to work like long hours and mm-hmm. backbreaking work. Yeah, I didn't send you over to university. I know, but like you've been supporting your family and then I came down to yep. live here and you've been helping me out a little yep. bit. Like, so I know. Yeah, had to. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And I know that you mm-hmm. like break your back shoveling shit all day at yeah, the what barge. Do you want, kid? So I just wanted to say like, don't worry because I finally know how I'm going to strike it rich. All right. Okay. You're going to tell me? Yeah, it's really popular. What is it? It's a market that produces a lot of celebrities. It's something people are really crazy. Porn. 
It's something really people... You mean porn star Chuck? No. It's something people are really crazy about. My, my name in lights. Fertilizer. The fertilizer wait. business. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, wait, he's going to be an actor or he's going to sell shit? Fertilizer. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. He's going to sell shit. He's going to sell shit. So Chuck went to work working Hopefully on... he's a- not shitty at it. He's... We'll talk about that. So oh he worked boy. on his recipe. He refined his recipe. He did like the black... Uh, one part human. <laughs> uh, three part cows. I wonder if he did ever poop his own poop. One dog. I wonder if he did ever contribute his own specimen <sighs> into the fertilizer. No one would know. He did like the black eyed peas said and he got it started in there. And would you look at that, Jake? His hard work and weird dedication to an obscure craft really paid off. So he probably saw that there was no good shit around. Right. And he's like, I could make way better shit. Way better. So you're... All you gotta do is feed these cows this weird thing, and their shit will be toxic. So his thing was actually crushed bones to make a phosphorit, a phosphate fertilizer. Oh, where do you get the bones from? That's shady, right? I'm where glad you, you said that. Where do you get the bones from? I'm, I'm not, I don't know. Does a Sweeney Todd thing? No, I don't think okay. so, but I have no evidence saying okay. it's not. Gotcha. <laughs> we don't know what type of b- bones. I wrote shady, and then you said that was weird, so I'm glad that you said that. Shady bones. Some other guy named Her- Henry Clay Chase saw this fertilizer, and he was like, wow. Oh my God, this this shit right here? This shit right here? This is good shit. Called death. Damn, Chuck. <laughs> this is some loud. Called death. Oh so, my god, I smoked this, I'm gonna die? No. Amazing. <laughs> death. Amazing. So, um, he saw this, Henry Clay Chase saw this fertilizer and he was like, wow, Charles. Charles, I, my guy. Hey, great shit. Yeah. Exactly that. He was like, I believe in you so much, and I share your vision, and I love you. And they started a business called Kennard and Company with nothing. You got a little shit. You got a little taste. (laughs) A little inside, a little front. You front me some shit. Front me some shit. (laughs) So they started a business called Kennard and Company with nothing more than their bromance, a vision, their secret formula, and a four thousand dollar loan. Ugh, that's the shit. That's the shit. Hey, just. Audience, be ready for a bunch, a shit ton of jokes hey. about shit. So, um, also, this was like back in the day of when you think of like a snake oil salesman. This is like prime yeah. time. So, everybody had a secret recipe. That Everyone's was like got a secret poo recipe. That was like the big thing. Everything yeah. has its own secret recipe. Yes. So, their secret. My secret formula. Exactly. The Krabby Patty recipe. Well, if you come down. Ah, the Krabby Patty. Yes. The Krabby Patty. Yes. He's like, if you come down here, down to the Fertilizer Foundation Recreational Center, you can smell my shit for just twelve ninety nine a sniff. Bring the kids. Bring your children. I have a secret recipe. Come one, come all. They can mix their own shit. <laughs> build a shit. Yeah, build a shit. Build a shit workhouse. <laughs> build a bunk. So they started a business. Yep, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Business was booming. In 18... Woman. It was. In 1882, they moved to a port town called Chesterton in Maryland, which we is... We could sell so much shit from here. Absolutely. Shit on boats. Shit's off the chain. Put the shit on the boats. Put it on the chain wax. It was about... <laughs> 
That's an obscure reference to Key and Peele. (laughs) I thought about that the other day because Garrett was talking about it. That's hilarious. So this was about 18 miles away. It was a bit of a move. I mean, considering Mm -hmm. literally having to move all of your shit. But fuck it, you know, I would go over there. I wouldn't even go six miles to see my kid. Um, no, absolutely not. Charles was an entrepreneur, is what I wrote. Get the fuck out of this house. Give me the Swiffer right now. Give me the Swiffer so I can get you. <laughs> so Charles, um, in this town of Chesterton, Maryland, that's where Chuck started to meet some friends. He met a buddy named oh, William were H. Shady? Were they shady? You decide. He met a buddy named Shitty Twins. So he met a buddy named William H. A. Maupin, who worked at the steamboat company that transported his shit. He also met somebody who was a coffin maker who transitioned to a furniture maker and was now also an undertaker. His name was E. C. Wright. Wright. Nine. Um He's from Lebanon. I think. No, he was an immigrant. Oh. He's from, like, Lebanon or something. All right. Well, he's not from Germany, we've established. No, he's not. All of these men were confident. They were people who made things, people who... I will make a bunch of money one day. People who made things, people who always looked for new trades to pick up and more products to make to maximize the amount of money they were making. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, make a bunch of products one day. Door closes. Started with coffins. Now I make you a chair. Now I'll bury you. I'll bury you into the chair. (laughs) With a coffin that I made you. With the coffee, the chair, have its own coffin. I mean, it's genius. It's a one stop shop. He's got it all. He does. Get the furniture. He doesn't need anything else. No. Because you can get your lazy boy. You'll die in it eventually. Your heavenly furniture. Eventually you'll die in the furniture, and then you could just call him. But he's already been working on your casket. He's already done that for you. The casket's just a box. He's much. It's just like shitty furniture too. What if he doesn't? Like, bah, bah, bah. What if he doesn't charge for the coffins? That's just what he does for fun, you know. Like he's like, oh, I like a chair from me, and you get a free coffin. Or no, he just like takes an interest in people, and he's just like, I made this one for you. I thought this would look nice. You're such. You've lost weight. You're such a dark chestnut. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to bring this one in a little bit. Yes. Take the planks out. Um, so these are the kind of like door closes, window opens sort of people. That's when Charles noticed his sales were slowing down, and he started to look for other ways to make money before it became a problem. I wonder how the furniture market's going. He did go to his buddy E.C. Reich, and he was like, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure. I should start to think of... the furniture. It's it's not rocking, eh? So E.C., his buddy, he's like, listen, I'm, I'm the only undertaker in town. It's the 1880s. There's tons of people dying. I'm making sweet, sweet cash. Plus, I'm the only coffin maker slash furniture maker. Like, I'm and not going to... how gonna- else... Your secret recipe takes bone, right? Well, he's like, oh, maybe they do have a partnership. That's an interesting conspiracy corner because there, a lot of people aren't sure how Put they a met. In that. Yeah, I hey, like that. You got any bones? Do you have any bones? I mean, Actually, what, do you, what do you do with the bones? Jake, I'm calling the police because that is like genius yeah. what you just said. Because yeah. literally, all the articles yeah. I read were like, oh, well, they don't know how EC and we him met. Probably, uh... That's probably true. 
So anyway, Charles... Two plus two equals four minus one. That's three. Quick math. Quick math. So Charles goes to hang out with EC and he's like, hey, it's not a problem yet, but I know it's going to be a problem. And I just don't know what I'm going to do next to make money. I, all of my life has been shit. You know? I put all of my life into shit. It's been shit so far. It's been shit so far for me. And EC's like, look. Look what I have for you, Charles. I got a shovel right here. Charles. I need to show you something, Charles. And he's like, I have this Pulled crazy dick. I have this crazy idea for you, Charles. Oh no. And he goes and he pulls out Oh no. This wooden board. Disgusting. And then he pulls no! out And then he pulls out this weird teardrop shaped piece of wood. I just pulled out the world's tiniest Ouija board that I drew on a piece of paper with gel pen and Jake is burning it. <laughs> There's only one solution here. It's not right. There's no planchette, so don't worry. You put it, I think I put it in the water. <laughs> Mix it with some Celsi. That should do it. Hey, Demons hate back. White Claw. Ghost Puncher! Ghost Puncher! <laughs> oh, shit, get we the We just kit. made a fucking tribute to Ghost Puncher. I pulled out the world's tiniest Ouija board, and Jake tried to light it on fire, and then he drowned it in his beer. So no, anyway, couldn't, so it tells you something. It tells you something. This will be our last episode. So that's essentially how EC and Charles exchange... Went no minus the lighting on fire and drowning in the beer thing. EC was like, check this out. He pulls out the board. He pulls out the planchette. And he shows it to Chuck. And also William that we mentioned is they there. They move it. They move it on their own. You just, so stupid. And the ghosts come. No, There's no. not even a real ghost. It EC, just moves. No, these oh. people believe in this. Okay, I was like, it's a scam. Mm-mm. EC is like, look. So I would have been like, I would have been like look, I, look, you're not moving it. I'm not moving it. So EC is like, check this out. This planchette... Okay, oh. What the fuck? Oh, the... The Sweefer. Huh. Or was it the Ouija board? Huh. A can fell off the table. I'm mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> Brought that evil into our new home. I don't know left it in Pueblo. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, fucking... Uh, so, this... W- um, yeah, he pulls out this wooden board. He pulls out this weird... He ever seen a demon? He pulls out this weird teardrop-shaped planchette with a little window to see what's under the planchette. And he sets it down in front of Chuck and their friend, Will. Oh, Will fucked up. Will's there, too. Run, Billy. This board has all the letters, numbers, a no, and a yes in each corner. It has goodbye at the bottom. And the planchette, like I said, indicates what letter or number it's over. It's the first ever spirit board. Gross. Yeah, disgusting. What do you want me to say? <laughs> disgusting. If I go, can go back in time, him. Him. Dead. There's another version of the story that says that Charles was bored with the guys and just made one in the kitchen one day. So choose whichever version you would like, I guess. Pick your own adventure. All right. You see, they put, uh, this isn't a cutting and board the anymore. It's not a cutting board no more, okay? You, you draw some numbers. And then you got, uh, give me a fucking monocle here, Charles. Come on, Charles, fuck. Give me your monocle. And then, yeah, put it, yeah. And then I'm not moving it. Are you moving it? Ah, no, scary. But they did. Millions of dollars. We'll sell it to Hasbro. <sighs> You're so close on the company, too. Milton uh, Bradley. If you get it, I'll actually tell you. Hasbro. Um, don't, don't keep guessing, though. You got time. Know. So, um, but actually, these gentlemen. General Mills. These gentlemen, that's cereal. You never fucking know back then. You never know. They started out in Ouija boards. Can I have the uh, lighter in the thingy? 
So these gentlemen did actually believe in the spirit board, and that's what they called it at the time, at first. They believed that the spirit board could indicate answers of your future. It was a way to connect with dead relatives. Are you moving it? I'm not moving it. Huh? <laughs> Jake keeps Bill's, making that same Bill's, joke. <laughs> Bill's just like, <laughs> Chuck, give us some of your shit money. Um, I have a theory that if you're under 30, you're Will or William or whatever, but if you're over 30, you're Bill. Bill. Yeah. And I'm not sure, but just I... just stop caring I think. That? Well, I don't know. I had a friend named Will, and then when he turned 30, we all started calling him Bill. Bill! Like, we'd made a choice, and he actually didn't like it, so it was actually not nice of us to Scare do. You guys are bullies, and why were you hanging out with a 30-year-old? I don't know. I stopped hanging out with them because I thought it was weird. They were, like, mm-hmm. men 30. He was, like, the youngest. Hell. It was weird. How old were you? 21. <laughs> uh, not too bad. Foolish. Oh. I don't know what's wrong with those people, but um, so but these gentlemen they believed that it was also a way to contact the recently dis or the deceased. You want to see a dead body? But you got to think about it too, Jake, because back in the eighteen eighties, late eighteen hundreds, death was different than it was now. You lived to maybe fifty. Your mom had twelve kids, and half of them probably were gonna die, or already did die. So death was much closer and much part of everyday life more than it is now. So of course the urge to talk to the dead, and you have to consider too that science is way less and there's less communication means overall. So of course death back then was sort of a thing that people wanted to connect through. This is when psychics... What's heaven like? Yeah. Are, are you there? How are you? Like, I love you. I miss you. All that shit. What's heaven like? Yes, everything. Your dog shit on the carpet. I hate you for adopting so, this mutt. So, it's on you. I sold your favorite couch. Yeah, do you got that 200 you still owe me? You owe me. <laughs> Where'd you bury your money, bitch? The ghost responds with... <sighs> 404 error. Sigh. <laughs> um... So, up fucking pay- the Ouija board burns, yeah, starts so lighting on fire. <laughs> lights on fire itself. So, um, fucking... Don't call again. Don't call again. Yeah, so um, this was also around the same time that psychics and mediums first became a thing, and spiritualism took off in the United States. There must have been a lot of bullshit going around, because people stopped buying fertilizer from Kennard, Kennard and Company. To make things worse, 1886 brought a drought that did not care about anyone's feelings. And you don't need shit in a drought. I guess you can't make as much shit in a drought. I did not think about that. What are you going to put the shit on? Who's making the shit? Where does the shit go? You got to drink water or you can't poop. That's why we always be saying, don't forget to drink water. It's mostly because I want to make sure that you guys have regular bowel movements. Did you know there's not like a... Yes, I'm the one who told you that. Jake... Weird. Literally, one day you were shaming your friends on Xbox Live or something because they didn't poop enough. And I was yeah. like, I Googled it because I felt like you were bullying them. And I was like, there's not a set amount of times you're supposed to That's poop. That's bullshit. You're supposed to poop three times a day. Everybody fucking knows that. Okay? I don't poop that much. You should. I poop at least three times a day. So, um, but, 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 but. 1886 brought a drought that didn't care about anyone's feelings, and by 1889, they had lost their plant at auction due to defaulting on their loan payment. Shit. Don't worry, though, because Chuck was not deterred at all. Uh, the fertilizer... Stop. Deterred. Uh, the fertilizer was gone. The company was gone. You know what wasn't gone? Spirit boards. The shit. Exactly. Chuck and the gang continued to make the nicest spirit boards possible. 
1890, Charles moved to Baltimore and started another fertilizer business. Jake, you'll never guess the name. Um, the last one was Kennard and Company. Who is it? Kennard and Company. Kennard Inc. You're so close. It's C. W. Kennard and Company. Hmm. For some hmm. reason, the business never took off. It, um, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, if your last business was Kennard and Company and it sucked, they aren't going to buy the same shit from C.W. Kennard and Company. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same shit, different day. Exactly, literally. You're welcome. <laughs> Charles kept his side hustle up, and at this point, he started to look for a lawyer to help him patent the spirit board. He even, at this point, had a name for it. The Ouija board. Oh. Either he named it Yes in French and German, We oui in Ja. Or, depending oui, on. Ja. Yeah, or depending on which version of the story you believe, a medium who we'll talk about in a minute uh, had the board spell out the name itself. Ooh, self naming. Very spooky. Then he went on and started another company called Kennard and Company. Again, Again, like, pick a different name. Time for, is, time for a fresh name, buddy. This is the third one. <laughs> um, it was some kind of real estate thing. He Ugh. loved real estate. Much better working conditions than manure, you know? It's got to do offices have air conditioning. It's <laughs> yeah. great. You get to work indoors all year round. I haven't seen a shit all day. Look, I, I don't even take shits no more. <laughs> okay? Maybe no, yeah. you, there's no set amount. No, there's no set amount. He was probably mad that he didn't decide to get into real estate sooner, I imagine, right? I mean, this is the shit. I should have dropped the shit. This is the shit. For some reason, it was hard to get a lawyer on board to help patent the Ouija board. Imagine that. You want to to talk? You got someone that's dead? Do you want him dead? I mean, imagine, like, you're a lawyer and somebody makes an appointment with you and they're like, Look, I can talk to ghosts, and I need you to patent it so that nobody else can talk to ghosts unless they Hello? buy it from me. Does anybody talk to ghosts currently? Uh, <laughs> corner the market. <laughs> so, actually, Kenner and uh, Charles and his Mason buddies formed the Kenner, Kenner Novelty Company to help get the patent out there. So now we have a fourth company. That's just Kennard and Company, basically. <laughs> Kennard and Company, too. Kennard Novelty Company. At least this has one other word. Reminds me of fucking Forrest Gump. We had a whole fleet of Jennies. <laughs> yes. Jenny yes. one, Jenna two. It's exactly like that. The company was managed by five directors. The patent kept a getting... board? Yes. Of directors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Genius. The patent kept getting rejected until 1891 when they met lawyer Elijah Bond, whose sister was a medium. The one who like allegedly would go on to have the spirit board name itself. Ouija. Mm. She actually showed Shoo-y. up. Huh? The Shiwi. It's the Shiwi. I wish she did name it something less cool, like this is the Bungus. <laughs> Alright, hold up. No, in Bungus We're name we trust. I would there. never I would never disrespect Bungus like Bungus that. board. The Bungus board. <laughs> Cowabungus. The Cowabungus board. Ride the psychedelic waves. So, um bu- 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 So this lady, I'm so sorry, I forgot to write down her name, so that's very rude of me. She actually showed up to use her power uh her last name was Peters, I can't her remember. Powers. 
Yes, she actually showed up to use her powers to prove the board to the patent office. So she was really the first government-recognized medium. She was able to prove that the spirit board worked, and, like, she did some crazy voodoo, I guess. It was wild. kicks the table. (gasps) That's the kind of shit that uh, spiritual, like, seances used to do back then. So that's... Maybe. Um... (laughs) But they did. They were able to prove that the spirit board worked, although on the official patent they weren't explained. It, they were not able to explain how it worked. So on February, the huh? The wind. The wind. So on February, a uh, bear with mange. On February tenth, eighteen ninety one, patent number four four six zero five four was approved and registered, sparking the mass production of Ouija boards as we know them today. On February. 28th, 1892, Chuck, is that right? Yes. Chuck and Will sold their rights to the Ouija boards. Uh, they sold their rights to the Ouija board patent to the Kenner Novelty Company to get that sweet, sweet cash. <laughs> That's right. Chuck would go on to try to make two other talking boards, which he got the pantsuit off him by the company that used to be named after him. Eventually, he died in poverty, but he did die of natural causes, and he did have kids and stuff. So, objectively, he still lived a good life, I guess. It was just a little shake, a little shitty at the end. A little shitty at the end. But end in the beginning. <laughs> that was a little fast forward. I just wanted to address that, because yeah. in case you had any questions. But let's, like, go back. To the story, Nine, uh, sorry, 1892, the board fired all of its members except for one, who was named Henry Wells. So I think that's kind of a fucked up thing to do. Then the dude in charge, the guy who fired all the board, his name was Washington Bowie. He put his best friend, William Fold, in charge of the whole shit, and he named, renamed the company Ouija Novelty Company. One of the board members that was fired was William Fold's brother, Isaac, who sued in response, which started a string of bitter lawsuits between the the brothers. It got so bad that Isaac dug up his dead infant from the family burial plot and moved her. Wait. He moved her body just to make sure William Fold would never be near her, even in death. All right, that's fucked up. That's kind of an that's kind of an asshole thing to do. That's the meanest thing you could do. Oh, you're already fucking dead. Oh, I'll show you still. I don't even like. Well, his daughter died and had been dead, and then this fight started. William was still alive. Isaac was still alive, but he dug up his infant premeditatively because in the fifty years when William died, or twenty years when William died, he didn't even want him near her then. That's how much he hated her. He hated Isaac. Uh, he hated William. William. Yeah. So um, the two sides of the family would go on to go no contact for almost 100 years. And that's okay. Sometimes you need some space. Sometimes you need 96 you years of space. You have to. Oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> right. William Fold not only thanked the Ouija board for his success, but also asked it for further advice when he became unsure of his next move. On one occasion, the board told him to prepare for big business. That was in 1919, so he started to build a factory. One day, he was on site watching the installation of a big flagpole. He was leaning against an iron railing, which gave out, and he was thrown off the roof. To his death? Mm-hmm. Nice. The ribs, uh, his ribs broke, and they punctured his heart. And his last words were to make his kids promise to not sell Ouija out of the family. 
Fools. The building is still there. If you're wondering, it's Senior Citizens Apartment Complex now. Gross. Very scary. Very haunted. Want to talk to the dead? Go to there. Go to there. <laughs> yeah, halfway there. Though. It's one, one foot, big Ouija board. One foot board. in the door. <laughs> yeah. How do you, I hope they just, I imagine they don't tell people that because no way, Jose. Hey, you know the guy who created the Ouija board? Died. Died. On the right roof. here. It was unbelievable. Whoop. Like, like. Splat. What's up with that? Um, his family did sell 40 years later to the Parker Brothers. Monopoly. Uh, I knew one of them owned the Ouija boards. You knew it was Monopoly, too. You were like, it's whoever makes Monopoly who makes Monopoly. So, ironically, they had the Ouija base of operations in Salem, Massachusetts. And they sold two million boards that year. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Monopoly was really their only other game that took off, and it was around for way longer, and it wasn't popular at all. Because it sucks. It still sucks now. Everybody just has it because it's... Yes. I could find one on the corner right now. Mm -hmm. Giving it away for free. Um, But that game was only really popular during the Great Depression when it was like... depressing. We... Yeah, it is, right? some paper money. I'm so sad I need to bankrupt my own family members. <laughs> oh, you pretend. think it's funny, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's how popular it was. Ouija was popular on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Seven days a week. Yes. What do you think of the Ouija board? Hate them. You hate them? You'd never touch one with your hand. Do you think that's a valid means of communication? I think it's uh, I don't really... I'll never find out. Do you think it works? Once again, I will never know. So, If you were Elijah Banks, the patent lawyer, would you have awarded that patent? I would have been like, no. No, get out of my I'd office. Like, I hate you. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Take this devil shit out of here. Do you think that the... Um, that there was kind of a curse on the people who made it? I mean, yes. I want there to be one. It kind of seemed like they all had... I think Charles, um, Charles, our OG Charles, he just was like living on the edge like the Aerosmith song. And I think yeah. he was kind of bound to burn out because he was just trying to get rich quick in various ways. Yeah, and he probably skipped some uh, very important safety meetings. Probably. Like was probably something that said... Don't well, no, no, no. The rich guy, oh. the rich guy where the railing broke is where I think like, okay, that's weird. Because the Ouija board told him to build that. And then he died building that. He said big business is coming. And then he just was like, well, let me build this fucking oh, factory. big... Factory. Factory. I'm going to stand on the roof. You know what? No, that's crazy. That's crazy. I do think it's weird that they all had... That that happened. That's weird that that happened. Big. He took this big business. Huge. Very yeah. large. I couldn't think... It couldn't be a mini mart, clearly. No. It had to be a mega mall. Mega mall. Mega business. <laughs> Booming. Coming. Big, big. Uh, have you ever messed with a Ouija board? Nope. And I never will. You never will? So, I've messed with Ouija boards at slumber parties before, since I was, like, in junior high. You're just shaking your head now. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Okay. I played with it once at Gettysburg. Um, like, places you'd expect. That <laughs> you shouldn't play with it? Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Nothing really ever happened in my whole life of playing Except with Except that one time when something did happen. That's what I was about to say. So. Yeah. 
One time at a slumber party, my friend Gideon faked being... We were playing with a Ouija board, and my friend Gideon faked being possessed by the spirit of a little girl, and it scared the shit out of all of us because we were, like, 12. And um, then at the end, they were like, I was just playing. I was faking it. Like, they were moving the Ouija planchette and putting on, like, a fake creepy voice and all that stuff. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) So, um... That kind of, yeah, I never really saw anything, witnessed anything. I talked about this before on the podcast, but I just wanted to share since it's relevant and I'm going to like cliff notes it. When I was 18, I moved out. Well, I moved out when I was 17, but I moved out into my own apartment and I had like a little party. Like my drug dealer was, yeah, my drug dealer was there. My best friend was there and both of our exes were there. And, um, already a bad time. Terrible. We were all getting drunk. We were drinking Everclear, which is not even legal in the state, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. 121 and Everclear, I don't think you can get that here. So gross. It's terrible, but that's what... I don't even make 151. We used to get that because it was like we weren't... I wasn't 21, so you get a bottle of 151, you get drunk for fucking forever. So (laughs) we we had some New Jersey dirt weed. We had some Everclear. Or some 151. I don't know which one, but it was both. one of those. Maybe it was both uh, of those. <laughs> and we handcrafted a Ouija board, but it was like we graphed and like shit to make it perfect. And we copied the symbols. We made sure it was like perfect. At first, nothing was happening. Basically, we kept provoking it. Like we kept upping the ante, doing more and more to make something happen. Pouring mouth Bacardi on <laughs> It was literally shit like that. We, shit. <laughs> and we were, we were like flipping off the devil and shit. We were being like, fuck you, Satan. You're not even real. <laughs> yeah, everything. We were being so mm-hmm. nasty. And then like also the people I was there with were not like spooky people. And I wasn't a spooky person. So we were all like literally atheists fucking around. <laughs> and um, well, that's not true because my drug dealer actually. My drug dealer, and I don't want to say any names. I can't remember what I called him in the uh, mini episode I did about this. So we'll just call him Walnut. We'll call him Walnut because it's close. <laughs> it was what? it was Peanut. Okay. But we'll call him Walnut. That's a, that, that was his code name anyway. Peanut. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's not even... Yeah, I could say that. It doesn't yeah. even matter. I didn't even say what town. So Peanut, my drug dealer, was you there. Did, you said Jersey. Yeah, it's fine. So my drug dealer, Peanut, was there. And Peanut actually had lost a child, so Peanut was spiritual, and he would not touch the Ouija board. Smart man. Yeah. So, um, and he was also like 50. I don't know why he was hanging out with us, because we were all a bunch of kids, but it was fine. Because you're, fl- you're flipping off a Ouija board and showing it your tits. And buying booze and yeah. drugs from him. <laughs> That's exactly why. So nobody was nobody was feeling it, you know what I mean, except for Peanut. And we were all kind of like, haha, whatever. It's all fine, whatever. It's great. So we were doing it, and... We were doing it. We were asking questions. We all had our fingers on the planchette. We all had one or two fingers on the planchette. And then it started going... Nothing was happening. Literally nothing was happening. And then it started going in these figure eight motions. And it, it started slow, and then it started going really fast. And then it was going so fast, it was, like, hard to keep our fingers on. So, going cliff notes, um, basically it started to go from Z to O to Z to O, over and over again. And it got so fast that we were all like, take your finger off, take your finger off. And it was still fucking going. And then we were like, everybody was accusing everybody of doing it somehow. 
everybody's like, you're doing it, you're doing it. And then we were asking it questions, we put our fingers back on it, and we were asking it questions, and it seemed to know everything about everyone. And that was weird. And then we asked if it was evil, and it went to yes. And we tried to keep pushing it, and it was stuck on yes, as if it was glued. And we pushed the whole board off the table trying to move it, and then we tried to recreate it and couldn't make it happen again. So that was fucking weird. And at that point, the radio changed stations, and the stuff fell off the top of the fridge. And basically, that was the point where the men in the room were like, we're not doing this anymore. Like, uh, for safety reasons. We are done here. We're done. <laughs> and at that point, my best friend Lexi was like blackout drunk. Um, so my ex broke it in three pieces, and he wrapped it in silk. It was weird. And he has experience in destroying Ouija boards. I don't know. I don't know. He like he like just started doing stuff, and then Lexi was talking about what she, fucking drugs did you buy? He like freaked out and broke it and like wrapped it in silk, and then the next day he buried it. And um, my best friend Lexi at that point in the night was blackout drunk, and she was telling me she was gonna cut my head off, and she followed me up to my room and was like in my bed, and she was acting crazy. And my ex and her ex had to come up and, like, physically move her down to the couch and be like, no, you're going to sit here and watch Adventure Time. You cannot act like this. And um, they were about to have to punch her because she was being crazy. She was being so crazy and she wouldn't leave me alone. And um, that was my Ouija experience. Disgusting. Yeah, it was very scary. I didn't believe in it, and then that night made me never touch it again. Yeah, smart. Good for good reason. Yeah, I don't feel like my life has been specifically cursed since then because a lot of good things have happened. How many bongs have you broken? Bongs, dishes. I literally have eyewitnesses. Is ceramic demon? Yeah. Um, Fragile. like fragile. Lexi has seen me set a cup down and then it sh- it like breaks from the gr- like from the bottom up after I set it down. Like I I am clumsy and whatever. But anyway, Jake, you have a very strong thing against me saying demon names and that's cool. I don't want to say it out loud, so I'm just going to spell it and I'm super sorry if that's annoying to the listeners. Z O Z O. I'm not going to say it cuz I don't want to bring that shit up into my house. I never heard of anything like that before in my life at that point, and I tried to just forget about it. That was in, like, 2013 that this all happened. And I try not to think about it. I've kind of almost swept it under the rug until I found this old forum on the Internet. And this is actually from 2009. And, um... So it's on com, And it's... I'm just going to read it. I'm going to skip some parts. But this person says... My name is Darren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm 40 years old, and I have a fascination... Jake's shaking his head no. I have a fascination with the occult since an early age. I have many bizarre experiences with Ouija boards, and I have... Where's this fucker at? uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay there. Stay there. Don't ever leave. (laughs) I'm writing this as a warning to people that bad things can happen because of these portals. Parker Brothers doesn't care if you get possessed by a demon or if you come under some type of attack from something you know nothing about. The majority of people from the United States are skeptical regarding the scientific evidence of spirits or ghosts, and many people who believe in these things also believe that it is for this very reason that ghosts and poltergeists occur here and exist under the radar, so to speak. These Ouija boards are manufactured under the precept that they are toys. 
Let me tell you firsthand that they are not toys. They ain't no fucking toys. I'll tell you that right now. I want my fucking money back. I want a refund. Okay, I'm here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there ain't much to do. Dear Parker Brothers. Dear Parker Brothers. <laughs> then now the I'm Ouija first. board had the audacity to set itself on fire. So now I can't even send it back to you because I got a smoldering ash hole. The in Ouija my board had sex with my wife. Um, the Ouija. My should- wife claimed that the Ouija board gave her crabs. It gave her crabs. I want my money back. $24.99. Oh, I bet they are expensive. Um, Ouija boards should be used with strict caution and probably should not be messed with at all. Other country take a more... Just like meth. Just like meth. Not even Meth once. and Ouija boards on the same level. God, just say no. Not even at the same time. Oh my God. <laughs> I would never. Other countries take a more open-minded view of spirits, demons, and ghosts, and many, many cultures have based entire religions from these beliefs. During my experiences with one particular spirit, always seemed compelled... Oops. Always seem compelled to make its presence known. Its name is Zio Zio. Today I refuse to even pronounce its name as I believe that the mere pronunciation of it can cause it to manifest itself. Thanks, Darren, for the warning. <laughs> That's why we're not saying it. Too many times to count, it has at first pretended to be a nice spirit or pretended to be whoever I was trying to contact. But eventually, it showed its true self. Eventually, it was dumb enough to let the ruse up. It started cussing me, threatening me, and others present in the room. And my grandma would never. My grandmother would never. <laughs> Jake's taking more edibles. Oh, no, he's not. No. Okay. Once it actually cussed me using what looked like Latin or Hebrew, using biblical terms. I was fascinated and startled by how many times Zio showed up, even in many different states and many different Ouija boards. It always wound up being very nasty and commented freely about how it wanted to possess my girlfriends and take them to paradise. Which is something we experienced in our session with Zio. When asked where Paradise was, it spelled H-E-L-L. And I'm not kidding you guys. I'm not kidding, Jake. Same thing happened to us. That's what y'all get. That's what y'all get. That's what y'all get. <laughs> One time after Zio was being evil, I walked into my bathroom only to see my one-year-old daughter about to drown. Her mother had left her alone in the tub for a second, and somehow the water got turned on and was overflowing. Instinctively, she had her face tilted up, and she was seconds from going under when I grabbed her. The next day, she was hospitalized for an infection and was put in isolation for two weeks straight as doctors tried to diagnose her. We almost lost her, and that was when I began to suspect demons. At the very same time, my girlfriend maintained a trance-like state. Her personality, stra- her personality changed from a very sweet person to withdrawn and uncaring. Zio Zio said... Oh, I wonder if it's because she's pissed you fucking brought a demon to- back home. You have Jimmy Neutron hair right now. Okay, it's like um, you went and slept around and now you brought the chlamydia back to the fucking house. I think that's an amazing analogy, actually. I do Thank think you. that's really good because it yeah. is... It is like you brought an STD home without oh, man, her consent. It was like she didn't ask you to she, do that. She she feel I, I don't know. I feel like she was just mad at me. I'd be fucking mad at you yeah. if you brought a Ouija board in here and didn't tell me until later. Absolutely. Uh, when Dill or Clementine are all was sick. possessed, you probably should get closer if you're gonna talk it, but not closer if you're gonna floss. Finish what you're doing first. Okay. 
Um, so Zio Zio said before that it was going to possess her and eat her soul. I was recording music for a future rock project, and I remember jokingly asking if it had an opinion on what I should name the band. It spelled Iron Tongue, at which time I thought which per- I thought that was actually pretty cool. Only, no, huh? It's not. It's not. Only later, when my daughter's tongue swelled up in the hospital to the point of choking on it, I realized that it wasn't cool at all. Her tongue became rock hard and distorted her face, swelling up to where it hung grotesquely from her mouth. We took turns bedside at the hospital for what seemed like forever before she began to recover from this strange affliction. When guests would stay over in our house, they would claim they heard voices coming from inside the walls. Oh, shit. Sorry. Objects would be thrown across the room, which is something else I did experience in that apartment. And spiders seemed to come from nowhere. Fools. My girlfriend's brother, who lived with us, complained that he couldn't sleep at night because the conversations were so loud that he couldn't. I would rather sleep under a bridge. Me too, yes. I would rather be homeless. Yeah, absolutely. One night, I woke up with hands that were choking me. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't scream. After 30 seconds, it released me, and I gasped for air. The same thing happened to my girlfriend the next night. (laughs) Another night, me and her brother were standing outside on the back porch when we were talking about a supposed curse on their family. I exclaimed, I rebuke this curse in the name of Christ. I no longer finished... I didn't finish saying those words when a deafening sound and vibration struck the entire house with an alarming boom. And the neighbors came over to ask if I had heard something strange. So I got struck by lightning. Okay. Hopefully. I only knew it wasn't our imagination. I knew it wasn't our imagination. I got up the ladder to see what had landed on top of the house, and there was nothing there. Things settled down for a bit, and I thought that it had gone away. Eventually, my girlfriend broke up with me, and I met someone online in Michigan. Yeah, I would have broken up with you. (laughs) Right? I moved to be with her. She didn't believe in ghosts. There was no Ouija boards, so I downloaded one from the internet. I printed it out. And to my horror, Zio returned. It said it came from cyberspace. When I asked it where it He's lived... fucking with him. I know, right? <laughs> the cyberspace, The interweb, bro. where you printed me from, you dumbass. Uh, when I was I asked, in Georgia before this. I <laughs> love it here. Right? I can't believe you brought me here. When I asked it where it lived, it said skull necklace. We didn't think anything of it until I asked it again, and it spelled mirror. The only one mirror was in the bedroom. Um... The only one mirror was in the bedroom, which was crouched on the floor, and then I heard a scream coming from her seven-year-old niece who was watching us with her other friend. We looked up in the mirror and saw the skull necklace swaying back and forth with glowing eyes and looking down on us. My girlfriend's son hung the necklace on one of the posts of the waterbed hours before I downloaded the board. We almost jumped out of our skin, although three feet of fresh snow had fallen that night. We all went and sat in the front yard. So I guess this necklace they had hanging on the post started to float which is terrifying um another night we had the same we had another session in the same room zio zio came forth call, first off quick call them sessions yeah okay, you're not a doctor or you have no medical torture session i guess a right dumbass who's probably works he probably makes furniture or something coffin maker casket maker uh. furniture maker undertaker my girlfriend's nieces were using the planchette, and I would secretly write down a color on a small piece of paper and crumple it up so no one could see. I asked the girls to ask the board if it knew which color, and it always did. 
What do fucking do? We tried the same thing with shapes, words, every time the board knew. One night, we asked the board if the spirit would show itself, and it said yes. We had a really healthy session. <laughs> we had a great session. It asked me to turn out the lights and take a picture of the necklace above the board. I did that, and what turned out is eerie. On the upper left corner, you can see a winged skeleton flying about and a weird shape of skateboarder skeleton necklace. I don't know what that means. You can make out a hideous face in the middle. I can actually make out four evil faces in this picture. A few months ago, I googled the word Z-O-Z-O, and to my shock, many people have also been contacted by this demon. I read 20 stories that are the same, and I'm convinced that this simply cannot be a coincidence. Supposedly, Z-O-Z-O is an ancient demon name which stands for the Destroyer. I have a question. Yes. Why would you bring this episode into our new house? Okay, I'm sure those motherfuckers... Ears are just ringing. Okay. Because I kind of remember saying it earlier. Did you say it earlier? Yeah. I haven't said it in this house. But I do I have you. a tattoo of it on my body. What? Right? So it's like, does it matter? It's the Led Zeppelin 4 cover. We'll talk about it later. Jake just sighed so loud. <laughs> It's not for that. Okay, we'll talk about it. Um, so Darren goes on to say, I feel Very it's... Right now. <laughs> Darren goes on to say, I feel it is my duty to warn people to steer clear from this if it happens to prevent it, present itself during a Ouija session. I am researching this phenomena for a book. I'm in the initial stages of presenting my findings to a reputable demonologist who has been involved in hundreds of cases across the world, including a haunting in Connecticut. Name drop, Central. Jake flipped me off. Um, so, he goes on to say, I had been told by people wiser than myself that the spirit world is more real than this world of so-called reality. Ouija boards can cause many bad things to happen in your life. I am including the Ouija ghost picture with this submission. Maintain an open mind, and most of all, be careful. I don't want to fucking see it. Okay. <laughs> I figured. Um, so it will not be on our Instagram. It will not. So after some more research, it turns out famous cultist Alistair Crowley claims that ZOZO is code for 666. Some people think it's Lucifer's daughter, a demon, Lucifer himself, or Cerberus, the three-headed hellhound. It also shows up in the Infernal Dictionary, a book on demonology from the 1800s. Early 1800s. So, so, not the same. It's not the same. That was why I brought it up. It's not the same. Is also the logo that Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin, the guitarist of Led Zeppelin, chose for himself on the cover of Led Zeppelin 4. It's actually a nickname that he had. It's not related. He's come out and said a bunch of times that it's not related. And he actually does have, like, a creepy reputation. So everybody's always like, are you worshipping the devil? Like, what's up? So I do have a tattoo of it because I'm obsessed with Led Zeppelin, and Led Zeppelin 4 is the best album of all the times. Jake, are you scared? I'm disappointed. (laughs) I'm upset. Why are you upset? 
A lot of stuff makes sense now. Like what? Mm-hmm. Get closer you to would, the mic. You would probably be super not clumsy if you didn't have that tattooed on you. Okay. Oh my god. It's your fault. Okay. Um, and then. I'm just ew. Thought you knew better. Uh, it's not thought related. You <laughs> thought you knew better. So you're Jake, cool. Jake, would you scare? Would you scare that you're sad? Would you say that you're scared? Concerned. Concerned. <laughs> if anything starts happening in this house, like nothing's gonna happen in this house. I'm, I'm sleeping outside. Nothing's gonna happen in this house. This is usually the part of the podcast where I tell you a good, happy Better story. Fucking make it really good. I know that's what I'm thinking. I'm just double checking to make sure there's so, not something so better. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. This is the part of the story where I read you a happy. Oh wait, this is part of the podcast where I read you a happy story. We're gonna try to bring up the mood. We're gonna make some jokes. Impossible. We're gonna have a good time. Jake's very stressed. I tried to talk him down. We, 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 I think we did it this week. I think we got scared this week. I'm not scared. <laughs> I think you are. scared. <laughs> I am. Um, it was around 8 o'clock on the 28th of August in 2000. Just past the frenzy of the New York rush hour when a subway train rattled down the track to 14th Street in Chelsea of Manhattan, uh, in the te- Chelsea district of Manhattan. Danny Stewart, 34, was late for dinner with his partner, Pete. Mercurio, 32. The couple had met three years earlier through a friend in Pete's softball team. Late, oh. I love that meat cube. That's a good meat cube. Did you say meat cube? Yeah, meat cube. Toastman. Mm. I'm hungry. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not hungry about you meat said cube. <laughs> then you said Then you said, I'm hungry. All I could hear was meat cube. <sighs> I just was blinded by the meat cube. You gotta understand. (laughs) Later, Danny had moved in with Pete and his flatmate, but on summer evening, he had been back to his sublet apartment in Harlem to pick up the post. As Danny was hurrying out of the... This is definitely written by British people. It's on BBC.com, so for for sure, it's on BBC. So it was definitely written by a British person. I would never say the post. Flatmate. Maybe I'm going to start saying the post. Don't. And flat. Please. As Danny was hurrying out of the station, something caught his eye. He says, I noticed on the floor tucked up against the wall what I thought was a baby doll. He was puzzled. Why would someone leave a doll on the ground? Oh, that'd be cute. That'd be a cute little planner right there. But he noticed... Oh, but he, <coughs> conti- but he continued up the stairs to the exit. I glanced back one more time and that's when I noticed that its legs moved. Ew. He ran back down the stairs and realized that the doll was in fact a baby boy, wrapped in a sweatshirt with his little legs sticking out. Disgusting. He didn't have any clothes on. He was just wrapped up in this sweatshirt. I claim this baby. He, his, umbil- it's mine now. his umbilical cord was still partially intact, yeah. so I could tell it was a newborn. I was thinking maybe a day or so old. Danny could hardly believe what he was seeing. Is this a free baby? He couldn't understand how a baby had been left on the floor or who could have left it. The little boy was very quiet but alert with big wide eyes. Jake just had a Lion King moment where Rafiki holds Simba over the fucking pride rock. He did look up and I stroked his head and then he whimpered a little bit. 
It seemed unreal, the whole situation, and at that point, I was trying to alert people to what was happening, but I couldn't get anybody's attention, which is classic New York, to be honest with you. Yo, not my baby, not my zoo. Not my moon keys, moon, moon, me, poo, boom. <laughs> Danny yelled out, please call the police, but everyone ignored him. Um, this was free donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And this was before everyone had a phone anyway, so Danny had to pick up the... He was like... So he was this like... my baby now. Had to make a choice. He was scared to pick up the baby in case it was hurt. Just so leave it. He literally did. He went up the store, up the stairs. What? He called nine one one, told nine one one, and then he went back. And nobody took the baby because that's classic New yeah, York. Yeah, no one to fucking touch the baby. I had a dream once that I went to a party and there was a baby there, and God came over the radio at the party and said, "Whatever you do here is going to be your life." But as he said that, I was about to help this baby, and then he said that, and I set the baby down, and I went about my life. I, like, went to have a good time. No fucking babies here, bro. And I literally woke up with full body chills and was like, I don't think I should have children. <laughs> I think I should not have kids. Um, so, anyway, fucking, yeah. Then he called, he picked up the baby, he called his partner, and he's like, hey, I found a baby. And his partner you, was like, OMG, what? you are not going to believe this. You are not going to believe the day I had. So, the police. So, you know how we can't have babies. Remember that? How one of us is missing a uterus? I found a baby. He's he's probably like, you what? You what? I'm sorry. Where are you? <laughs> who, who, are you at the hospital? Oh my god, please do not take any babies. Please don't. So, he called the police. The police showed up. This is my baby, right? This is my baby now. Um, And then, blah, 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 blah. The police came can up. I, can I get dibs? Can I get dibs on this baby? First claim? I licked it. It's mine. First claim on that baby? So they took the baby. Everybody went to the baby with the hospital. Everybody went to the hospital with the baby to have a checkup. <coughs> Danny I'll, gave I'll carry it. Danny gave a statement, and then the couple left. Um, Pete looked at Danny, and as the police car drove away, he was like, you know you're going to be connected to that baby in some way for the rest of your life. And Danny was like, what? Huh? And then. But I didn't just save the baby. I didn't. And then what happened was some time went down and some time went by and Danny wanted to figure out how the baby was doing. He was not able to get any news at first. They tried to go back to their daily lives, but then all of a sudden they got an invitation from Children's Services to go to a family court hearing to testify how he'd found the baby. In December of 2000, he went to the hearing and the judge asked Danny if he could save for the entire hearing. He waited for the police to give their t- testimony, and then the judge addressed Danny again. The judge said, Mr. Stewart, I want to let you know that what's happened here in circumstances where we, uh, I want to let you know what's happening here in instances where we have a baby that has been abandoned. We want to place them in pre-adoptive foster care as quick as possible. And Danny was like, that makes sense. And then the next thing out of the judge's mouth was, would you want to take in this baby? Would you be interested in adopting this baby? And everyone was looking at Danny. Everyone's mouth dropped. You know what I mean? Um, I bet that was super shocking. It's like a soap opera. And he said... You're going to give it to the gays? He said... Danny. He's still in like 2000. Right? Where they're still not very... They're not allowed to get married. Yeah. Danny and Pete are not allowed to get married. Shout out to that judge. No kiddings. And then the, it's about to get even better. So Danny said, yeah, I do want to adopt this. Fuck yeah, I want that, baby. Absolutely. But As I, you can tell, I cannot have I one. Can't, we have a penis and the sperm and the testicles, but we do not have a vagina or a uterus, ma'am. 
Or it could have been a man judge. No, it's a lady. Oh, uh, so Danny said, yes, I don't think it's that easy, though. And the judge said, well, it can be. You see this pen? I can do whatever I want. When this pen touch this paper, I am God. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean, this it's is judge an amazing Judy. story, Judge Judy. It's family court. Although the judge's question had come out of the fucking blue, everybody was already how like... How much money do you make? All right, you got it. Mm. Everybody was kind of already like, you should just keep <coughs> the baby. You should just keep the baby. So Danny and Pete were like, this is great. Um, Danny said, I had not thought of adopting yet, but at the same time, I couldn't think. I couldn't stop thinking that we were connected. That we this can't pass it up. If me and you found a baby, babe, I would keep the baby. I would eat that fucking baby. No, I would. I would want to keep it. If we just found it, I'd be like, babe. We had a caseworker. The couple struggled at first, but. Then they um, kind of fell in love with him, and he's a fucking angel, and they're fucking angels. And, yeah, they fucking adopted him. That Actually, they oh, my God, what a beautiful family, for real, for real. Um, Pete, who originally was like, what, baby, what? Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like getting unexpectedly pregnant, mm-hmm. but you're two men, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at first, Pete was like, no. And then he fell in love with Kevin. That's what they named their son. And at the end of the article, Pete was quoted as saying, I did not know that this level of deep love existed in the world until my son came into my life. And that's from, (laughs) literally, and that's from an article called, We Found a Baby on the Subway, Now He's Our Son, by Lucy Wallace for BBC News. Big black cock news. BBC? I'm not going to answer because you're just going to make the same joke. (laughs) Good night. America. America. (laughs) Jake. What? I love you. Thank you for doing this podcast, even though it's out of your comfort zone. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. You owe me King Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah, I do. Let's do do it right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll play some video games. What can I? No. No, Okay. You can't put it on. Okay. We'll wait. That's fine. Okay. Well, listener, thank you for coming on this journey with us. Yeah, thanks for nothing. It's kind of been a different episode. It's, it's awful. Worst <laughs> one we've done. Huh? Worst the, one we've done. The worst one. So maybe if you guys like the podcast, tell your fucking friends. Probably lose a couple after this one. Uh, we might, but we have an email address, thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com. Send us your scary stories if you want to. Episode suggestions also accepted. We're on the Instagram podcast. I said that already. Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, cast. Twitter, I don't know. Some other stuff. I don't use social media like that. Bumble but and, Tinder. Uh, uh, Tinder. And, uh, Ouija board. Fans. You can contact us through Ouija board. And Parker Games. If you uh, get a Parker Brothers Ouija board and you contact us, I will get the notification. It comes in super late, so I just need you to hang close, and I will contact also, you. Also, don't send us any fucking stories about Ouija boards. Jake doesn't like them. I didn't know that. And I, actually, we've almost had this podcast for a year. In two weeks, it'll be a year. And I can't believe we've never... a special episode. We gotta. But I can't believe we've never covered this. I feel like we have. We've talked about it briefly. I remember remember your story. I feel like I remember that other story. Like you told told me. I've definitely told you about it before. Because when I heard about it, I was like, what the fuck? And then I heard another podcast I like talk about it. And I was like, what the fucking fuck? But anyway, don't forget to drink water. We got to go watch some comedy. Don't forget to drink water. Goodbye. Bye.